0: All right, so we are doing Dav Chav and we are starting six seven lines down Chav Kimel mit Aleph the Truma, and again just to review what we're what we're learning about, we have Machlokus between Chizkiya and Rabbevahu. Chizkiya and Rabavo are both trying to know they're trying to derive that Hametz on Pesach is also banan. Not only can you eat it, it's also forbidden to benefit. But they they gave different sources for it according to Rabavohu. It's a general rule. Wherever the Torah says, don't eat something, we assume that eating is, is merely an example, and really the Yisr is an Yisr of Hanah. So if says, the Torah says don't eat Chamehs, clearly it's also to have Hanah from Chamehs as well. Chizkiah says there's no such rule. That rule is not necessarily accurate. If the Torah said don't eat it, your assumption should be eating is aser but benefit is much. So according to Chizkiah, we had to learn a new Jirasha by Chamehs that said lo ye'achel achel, as opposed to yochal. ye'achel achel means like causing to be eaten, which means don't even go ahead and uh, benefit from something in a way that then you're going to go ahead and make money. And once you make money, then you're going to go ahead and buy food. So we have this dispute between Chizki and Rav perfect timing. We didn't start, don't worry, you are in the middle of introduction. So we are starting from Vahari Truma. Seven lines down, Chav Gimel Amid Aleph, and we're questioning the view, the rule of Rebbe Voh. The rule of Rebbe Voh, that anything Asr Ba'echilah is automatically Asr Says the Gemara Bahayi truma. what about the scenario of truma? The Torah says any non coin is forbidden to eat something holy, meaning that possible it's referring to truma. So you would expect, according to Rebbe Voh, that truma should be Asr Ba'anah to a non coin But yet it says in the Mishnah, the Mishnah we learned in Eruv, that even though a Eruv himself can't drink wine, or Yisrael himself can't eat Eruv, since the objects are not usher, they're just usher to these people, they're allowed to have benefit from it, and uh, and they're allowed to have benefit from it and use it for an Eruv. So what's the Gemara's question? It seems that the Gemara is asking that how are they allowed to take hanuk? We're saying these Israel's not allowed to eat Truma, but he's allowed to take Hanunah from Truma. He's allowed to use it for an of It seems to be that that's the Lamar's question, that the usage of the food for an Arab is taking Hana. So if it's true that Rebbe Vavu is right, that any time that it says don't eat, it also includes an isra of Hana. So how could it be that these people are allowed to... How is it that a czar, a, a, a non cohen, is allowed to use Truma for his Erev? So... The answers The Torah, when it's talking about truma, it uses an, like two extra letters. It doesn't say truma, it says your truma. So those two letters are a little bit extra. Why does it have to say your truma? So it's coming to say, that the truma actually could be yours. Meaning even when it's forbidden to eat, even if you're a non-Kohanian, you are a non and you can not eat truma, the law is that you still could have benefit. So we're saying it's an exception. Don't ask it, Rabbi Vo, from the law of truma, because the Torah wrote those two extra letters, trumaschem, to indicate that it's still motar bahana, the idach, and of course. So now we're going to flip it on the opposite. On the opposite, according to Rabbi Vo, it's good that the Torah had to write trumaschem to tell you that it's an exception to the rule. But according to Chizkiah, that there's no such rule to begin with. Why did the Torah write trumaschem? I trumaschem You're making too big of a deal of it. Chizkiah says trumaschem just means all of your truma, meaning. No matter who you are, you could have the law of Trimah subject to you. It's just saying it that way um, because it's a reference to all of Klai Israel has the law of Trimah. Okay, so that's where we finished the, uh, just we started with today. That's what's with Trimah. Why is Trimah, if it says don't eat, why is it still mutter and benefit? And the Gemara has answered that according to Rav there's an extra letters of Trimah as chen, which indicate that it's an exception. So we're now 10 lines down. What about the case of Nazir? What about the case of Nazir? So it says that he can't eat all these grape products, right? The, the the seeds and the and the twigs and all the stuff of the grapes he can't eat with Tanan, and yet it still says, the that he can't, that even though he can't use the wine, the grape product, to eat, but he could still use it to make an air So what's the idea? The idea is that he's taking benefit from something he can't eat. So again, a question on Rebavos, so Mar says, Marzutra, shiny HaSam, to amar kra. Nizro, it's an interesting word. It says all the days of his nazir, meaning there's an implication that a nazar still retains some sense of ownership, some sense of usage from the things that are forbidden for him. His naziras. Shaloh Yehe. The objects of Naziras are still his. And that's Shaman to show us an exception to the rule, even though he can't eat these great products. But the law is still, he could have benefit from it. So that's one source, an exception, and that's why Ravov agrees. Rav Ashi Yama, gives another source. When he's talking about his hair, the hair that's growing, it says, kadosh Ya gadol So we're saying that this word kadosh, which is interesting, it's spelled, even though kadosh is normally spelled with a love, in this scenario, if you look actually inside, it's spelled, um, without the Vav, which makes it sound like Kodesh, as if it like, belongs to the base of mikdash, like it's holy, like it's forbidden, it's off-limits. So we learn that the, the hair is totally off-limits. And in what sense is it off-limits? We come to tell it's Gidulo Kadosh. The only thing that's off-limits to the Nazir is his hair. His hair is sacred. It can't be used for anything else. V'ein Dava Kadosh, but any of the other Nazir prohibitions are not that way. So the Gemara is saying, the Gemara is saying that we have, again, a second indication from the verse itself something textual which shows us that nothing else uh is holy so we're talking about the growth of his hair and remember you know what happens to it at the ends of the Naziris. when he cuts the hair you know what you do with the hair you burn it in the pot. <laughs> and you burn it right under the pot that the Shlom is cooking. Okay? So that's what it referenced to. It's totally holy, holy sacred. So we're being dye. Only the hair is like that, but nothing else is. But the Gemara quickly rejects that. The Gemara says, we don't like that. Does the Torah say and nothing else? All the Torah said is that the hair is sacred. Perhaps it's not meant to be to the exclusion of the other Nazar items. So the Gemara does not accept that. The preferred drasha is the first one that we said. That it said, and we said that that means that he still owns uh, his items of Nazirs. Okay, so we prefer that first answer that we gave, not the second answer, but the first answer is good, sufficient, we've defended Rabbi Says the Gemara of Hare Chadash, what about the Yisra of Chadash? Chadash is the prohibition of having the new crop in Israel before the carbon Omer is brought. Now, there's two prohibitions. There's an Israel in cutting the new crop regularly, which we learned about back on dafya Aleph. And there's another prohibition against eating the new crop. So it's two separate things. You're not supposed to harvest it regularly before, and you're not supposed to eat. So the Torah says, So if it says sochlu," you would expect according to Rabbah that not only is it also to eat, it should also usar and benefit before the carbon omer is offered. It's not, but it says in the Mishnah, when you have unripe grain. grain which is not ready, you know, it's not even like a third grown or something like really, really, really small and immature. So then there's no din that you uh you can't harvest it. The din not to harvest it is only grain that is grown, that is like ready. But grain that hasn't yet attained a state, a state of ripeness at all, that's not the type of grain which is forbidden to cut. That's one chidosh of the Mishnah. Chidosh number two is you can feed it to your animal. Now it's a machloka, so we showed him what it means you could feed, what, what can you feed to your animal? Some rishonim say it's a continuation. It means if you harvested some of the unripe stuff, you can give it to your animal. Some rishonim understand that it's an unrelated phrase, and it means no matter what, whether you, you were correct in harvesting, you weren't correct in harvesting, let's say you harvested regular stuff, or you did it with your hand, which is subject to this, or you did it incorrectly, whatever the case is, no matter what, no matter when, there's no isr in feeding chadash to your animal. As long as you're not eating it, you're not doing the wrong thing. But regardless, we definitely see here the one law that is very important is that the isr of chadash does not apply as an an isr hana. You're allowed to take chadash and feed it to your animal. So watch the shot If the Torah says, don't eat, and Rebbe Vahu says, anytime the Torah says, don't eat, it includes an HaNah. So the answer is, Amar Shmaya Shani Asim, awesome, Amar Again, it's an extra two letters, your cuttings. So what does it mean it's your cuttings? If it's also it's not yours. So the answer is, coming to say it belongs to you. And by the way, all these drushers in the Gemara allude to the concept that Yisuriya Hana are not really considered fully yours. When the Torah restricts your usage from it, that you can't have any benefit, then that term that it is your cutting is really imprecise. It's not yours. Because something that's forbidden in benefit, you can't have no jurisdiction over it. You can't sell. You can't do this. You can't give it to your animal. In what way is it yours? And that's why we're making such a as Jerusha here. If the Torah does say that it's kitzir khem, even though it's forbidden, it's still kitsir khem, then clearly that shows that it's not asrba'na. Says the Gmar vi'idach, again, a chitzkiya who rules that there's no such rule to begin with. So he doesn't need the Torah to indicate that it's mutarba'na. So why does the Torah say kitsir cham? cham tocho yisro mashma? He says, again, says you're just making way too big of a deal of this. It's just saying in general, if anybody cuts, it's not coming to tell me specifically it's mutarba'na. Okay, now we learn, uh, this, this one is a gem. This little next proof here the Torah says about the creepy crawly things right so we say that you shouldn't eat so you would expect that the din should be that it's also no. yet it says trappers of wild animals or birds that dug him and fish let's say they weren't intending to trap non-kosher stuff but it just happened to fall into their trap what's the law so now you have it it's just like to upon it, right? The non-kosher fish got stuck in your net. So could you take it and benefit from it, or could you not? So the Mishnah says, after the fact that it's already in your net, maybe you shouldn't go trap it to begin with, and we'll see in about one second why. But once it's already in your net, it's already trapped, you're allowed to have benefit from it. You're allowed to sell it to a non-Jew. Now, what's the Gemara's question? Tricky question here. Because what's the lesson of the Torah that, that, that we're focusing on right now? By shoratzim, it says shekatzu le'olcha, right? Didn't say that by a non-kosher fish. (laughs) <laughs> right, the Gemara is comparing uh, 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 the, the phrase that it says by, by, by a non-kosher fish over to this. That's a very difficult point in the Gemara. Not an easy point here at all to understand how the Gemara was able to do that. Maybe it's because it's all in the same Parsha. So we're able to understand that that, uh, understand that, that fancy phrase is going on all the things in the Parsha. Really not so clear how the Gemara did that. But at any rate, the Gemara does do that. And the Gemara is saying that if it said it, it should be Asr Bahana. Right? It should be aser So What's the shot that if you get the non kosher animal and it, uh, and it and it and it falls into your trap, that you're allowed to have benefit from it? So the Gemara answers Shani Hashem to Amar K'ra Lachem. It says Lachem that it's for you. ye yehe. Again, there's a drasha that says that this is an exception that it's able to be for you. It says in the pasuk Sheket you Lachem. That's the pasuk. So Lachem comes to say that you're allowed to have benefit from it. Mhm maybe it's a common word okay Says the Gemara, if we have a drasha, lechem. Now that we're re- re- at the Torah, clearly indicated, you're allowed to have benefit from it. Afu lechatchila nami. So why is it only after the fact that it's in your trap that you're allowed to benefit from it? Why can't you benefit from ilchatchila? Just to say a quick shtrikol Torah, because the Gemara should have always been bothered by that. The has said the Mishnah said when it comes into your trap, why is this kasha only coming about now that we said, oh, there's a drasha that says lechem. Now we want to know. Let's say it would be like this here and everything would be good. Why aren't you allowed to do a the Torah says, we understand there could be a rabbinic iser not to make business with non-kosher foods. We never had that problem. We could understand that. But now that, according to Rebbe we're forced to say that there's an exception, and the Torah itself was matter having hanav from a forbidden item, the Torah said outright, explicit, lachem, to say that you could have business with it, the rabbis would never impose a rabbinic prohibition against something mutter explicitly in the Torah. Very important rule. That's what the Taz speaks out of. Very famous Taz on this Gemara. When the Torah is mat or something outright, the Rabbanu don't impose their Yisra. That's why the Torah says the Rabbanu don't say don't do a bris milah on Shabbos because we're scared you're going to carry the knife. You know why? Because the Torah said, A of On Rosh Hashanah, where it happens to fall out on Shabbos, the rabbis can say whatever they want. Don't blow the shofar. The Torah didn't say otherwise. It just didn't say the other way. But when the Torah says explicitly a hetar, the rabbis don't impose Yisurim. So if the Torah, according to Rabbi Voh, said lachem, that you have a heter to go have benefit from non-kosher foods, then why in the world can't you do a lachat chila? So the Gemara says, Because the Pasek says, So Yehu is ma'ashmah the other way. Yehu, it should remain a sheket. It should remain abominable. Meaning, not only don't eat it, don't sell it either. So the Torah wrote, Yahu, and Lachem. Of course, they're a contradiction. It's an interesting phenomenon. The Torah is saying, Don't do it. But if it ends up in your trap, you're allowed to. Fascinating Allah. And this is the source, the Gemara, for the famous Simon Shulchan Aruch that talks about these very complicated halachas. If you could conduct business with... Forbidden foods," says the Gemara. Now let's go back to Chizkiyah. Remember the whole question. I, I wasn't clear about this when we were learning it. So I should have clarified this a little bit. It says, "Shakats ulo ye so the question that the Gemara was asking was according to Chizkia as well, because if the Torah said Lo Yachel, that even according to the Chizkia it should have been asr Mahana. So the Gemara is bothered now if it, because it said Lo Yachel, now it had to say Lachem. So why did the Torah say Lo Yachel and now have Lachem to be moderate, Lo Lo yei achel. The Torah shouldn't have said achel, Then I wouldn't have needed Lachem. So it's all because it said a strange word of Yachel, which generally is that we needed Lachem to be moderate. on a Daraisa level. It just don't say and then don't say Lachem. So the Gemara says, You know what? This is my source. Meaning, how did I know my drasha that Ye'achel is mashman isarhana? Maybe I'm wrong. Ye'achel, yo'chal, it's all the same. I learned it from here. The Torah is teaching it to us. Because it said Ye'achel and then it said Lachem. Why would I need Lachem? If it just, if all it said is not to eat, why do I need Lachem? Must be Hashem is coming to teach us that Ye'achel is mashman isarhana. Why would Hashem need to teach me that? Like, what's the difference? By Shratim, it's going to be Mutter either way, because it's Lachem. You know why Hashem wants to teach you that to me? For Hamit B'Pesach, for example, to tell show me that whenever generally it says, Yeachel, means an Yisra Hanah. So ultimately, what's the Gemara's answer? The Gemara's answer is, you're right. Hashem didn't have to say Yeachel and then say Lachem for a Chodesh and Sheretz. It could have just said, Lo and we would get the same facts. But Hashem did it that way to show us that generally Yeah means an Hanah. And that makes it aflamina for other places in the Torah that it says Yachel, that it's gonna be Asurahanah. So the very way that Khizkiel learned Yachal means an Hanah is from the fact that it said Yiachel and then Lachem here by Sharza. Exactly. Good good way of saying. It. Okay, so now now we go back to Khamehs. Now this is an interesting one because chametz is the way we started. According to Rabbi Voh, it's liyolchal. It, the olchal itself is it's to eat. You cannot benefit. According to Chizke, it was Ye-Yohal, it was a drasha that is asr Bahana. Now we've been taking on that chametz is asr bahana but there's actually one opinion that says it's not. Ari There's one sheet out there. You should be astonished for yourself. Hey Bahana, Like where is your source? Like he just says you, you guys are making the other tanaim. You're making up this din. There's no source. So it's an interesting question because it's only his opinion. So why is the Gemara so bothered, right? It's an interesting point that the Gemara is asking. But I think what the Gemara means to say is, according to what we said, that there's a general rule in the Torah, or that Yiochel means that way, How? It, what is Reb Yosiak bothered by? That's what we're trying to understand. So the Gemara says shiny awesome is different there. The Amar Kra, he has a different drasha It shouldn't appear to you. So what does it mean to you? It's coming to say, So Arashah Lecha It's coming to say, So That even when it's asked for to eat, it still belongs to you. So he had a new drasha. That was mashma, that chamez papasach is muter bana. So generally, the rules that we said are true. Joshua basically was darshin lacha, that is matar bana. And the rabbana say it's asr bana. How come they don't expound lacha to say that it's muter? The answer is, we learned this back on Davhei. We had a different Joshua from lacha. Shalacha iyatar ra, it's only forbidden. To have chomet in your possession which belongs to you, it's mutter if it belongs to a guy or it belongs to a haktesh That's what we use lachah for something else. The idach, what does what does Rabbi Yosef Glili do if he if he learns lachah to say it's mutter How is he going to know the din that you could have a guy's chomet? There's another pasuk that says lachah by chomet. The idach, we learned this back on daf hey again. We said we needed two lachahs because we wanted to include both a guy that you have control over, like a slave or something like that, or a guy that you don't have control. All over. In both cases, the law is that if it's a random deposit that you don't have accountability for, it's mutter, and if you're a kabbalah, it's also That's what we said on Dafeitu. So we needed both lochas. There's actually three lachats. So, the harabah abundance vey back. It was necessary both by sa'ar and chametz. What's sa'ar and chametz? Chametz is regular, you know, like food, like, like bread is chametz. Sa'ar is a leavening agent. It's like dough that's so heavily leavened, it's so concentrated, it's, it's inedible, considerably inedible, but it has the power to make other things chametz. So, it's two different terms, sa'ar and chametz. There's a different mila and chisar. Chametz has a mila that's more edible. Sa'ar is a myla that it's more, it's greater. Concentration of Chametz. So the Torah had to tell me this rule of Lacha that it's Mutter if it's a guy, both by Chametz and by Sa'ar. So that's why we needed the third Lacha. So we ultimately are saying that according to Rabbanah, we don't have a Lacha. So if we don't have a Lacha, so it's Aser Bahana. And we like, said, well, he didn't make that, Rasha. So he had Lacha coming to tell you it's Mutter Bahana. Yeah. So would he say that when it's Mutter Bahana, yeah. is that during Pesach itself or only yeah. during that fifth hour? No, even during Pesach. He doesn't have a drash of that, It's strange that we're bringing him in now. It is. You would think this would be number one. I agree. I agree. So, Akhtu Gemara. Now we're going to learn about Chilev. Chilev, the Pasuk says here in Parsha sah, What does it say? So, Chilev, let's just give you a little introduction. There's certain forbidden fats on the animal. You have a forbidden fat on the animal by a carving. You know what the Torah says to do with those fats? You burn them on the Mizbech. Okay? Then the Pasuk writes that generally there's an Isr, to eat forbidden fats. That's the context, by the way, where we learn the Israel of forbidden fats, right there in Parsha Sab. The Torah is saying, you burn them on the Mizbeach from the carbon. Generally, you don't eat them. Then the Torah says that, that that is for fats. You can use them for any of your work. What would a person want to do for a fat besides eat it? You could smear it on a hide, for example. It was a very popular thing to do with fats back in the day in the Gemara and the Talmud and this and that. So you could do it for something like that. You can use it in any of your labor. And the Torah, also says one other important thing that it's not t- it's not tummy okay so what is it why is that important because let's say I have a dead carcass let's say, let's say I have a dead carcass the nevela is tummy are the, are the fats tummy they are not only the meat is tummy not the, not the forbidden fats those are two very important facts the Torah indicates to us there in the Parsha. Parshasav number one is that the fats are multiple no. number two they are not tame if they are part of a dead carcass. So, what's going on? You can do it for any of your work. Why does it have to say for any of your work? Just say. What is the chol? So says the. Bride, I would say it's only okay to use it for God, not for you. Meaning in the mizbeach, if they want to smear it on the fats, whatever, on the hides, it'll be good for the hides of the, of, of the koanim. that they could do. But for a random Joshmo who's got fats, maybe chelav generally is an iser that's. Is an extra drasha that is motive even for a regular person's usage. Rabbi Yekiva Omer, no, 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 no. the drasha is talking about a completely different fact. We're, at, we're focusing on the other drasha. We're saying that it's not tame If you have a fat of a, a nevela, it's not tame I would say. And that's only for, uh, outside of the base of Mikdash. If a regular head is using it, it's not going to make his hide tummy. But in the base of Mikdash, where the laws of Tumah are much stricter, for example, we know that there's a reveal in the base of Mikdash when outside there's not, as we learned in the previous, so I the laws of Tumah are much more hammer in regard to Kodesh. So maybe the chelev is tummy clap in the base of Mikdash. So let's say they would smear the fats on some hide and make a, make a bottle or something, some leather flask in the base of Mikdash. Maybe they can't put kachim inside of that flask. Maybe we say that the chayla from the nevela made it impure. And now the gemara speaks out. So We have two different drushes because let's just make getachas. It's completely astonishing that the pasuk is coming to be mater hana even lahedyon. Rabbi Akiva says the pasuk is coming to say that the tahara of the fats, the fats that they're not tamay is true even for the base of mikdash. He, says you don't need the pasuk to tell you that it's it's tar or tamay that, that, that was an unnecessary point. You know that it's tahar. The isravah had. You only needed the pasuk to tell you that it's mutter bahana even for a head-yard. and Rabbi Akiva says the opposite. Rabbi Akiva lo It wasn't a novelty that it's mutter bahana for a regular usage. He is The only novelty was that it's tar even for the base so they're each like looking at the other one and saying, your novelty is not a novelty, my novelty is a novelty. Rabbi is saying the novelty is that from leches head fat is mutter. Rabbi Akiva is saying the real novelty is that for the is that it's Tahar, the fats of Annabela are Tahar even. In the base of Mektash. So, what's going on? Why is one like his novelty and the other one likes his novelty more? So, top of the Yom base, my love, ahakamifalvi. The root of the whole question is Rebbe Bo's rule. Because what does the Torah say by, by fats? It says, don't eat them. Lo sochlo is mashman isr hanah. Rabbi Yosei clearly holds like Rabbi rule. So if the Torah says don't eat fats, you would expect that the din of the fats are that they're asher mahanah. So it's a huge chiddush. V'chi asher kara le'mishrei losven israchila ve'in isr hanah. V'chi asher kara le'mishrei le'nafila b'ahonah u'da asah. So the big chiddush what the Torah is coming to tell us is that it is still motar b'hanah. The Torah has to emphasize this is a real exception. Even though I said and you would think that it's also Hanah. Still, I'm telling you, it's not true. You're allowed to work with it. And I even have to tell you, say Malacha, that this exception that I'm making is even outside, no matter what, even for Malacha's head because you're, you're, you have a resistance. You have resistance from the normal rule of Rabbah Vote. So the Torah has to emphasize, Yassel Malacha, no matter what I'm telling you, this is a real exception to the rule. Even a regular Joe outside the base of Mekdosh can use fats for his, for his pleasure. Rebi Akiva Sava, Rebi Akiva is the opposite starting point. Israq Lomashwa is Arna He does not like Rebbe of Ozreal. So if the Torah says don't eat fat, your assumption should be it's usher to eat, but it's mutter to have Hanah. So having Hanah doesn't nishkin cheddish, of course it's mutter. The whole novelty of the Pasuk Yasa Lachom Alacha is not coming to say it's mutter Mahanah, it's coming to say that it's Tahar. The Pasuk is coming to tell me for Tuman Tahar. So the novelty is that it's not Tameh even in the base of Mikdash. So what's so interesting is that we just have a few simple words in the Pasuk. Right, but Yasa l'Chol Malacha. You can use it in your work. In that statement is saying two things: it's permitted and benefit, and it's not tame. Those two statements. Which point is the novelty? That it's muter and or that it's not tameh when it's from a carcass? It depends if you hold like Rebbe Vol's rule. If you hold like Rebbe Volz rule, that's Rabbi Yosef Glieli. The passage is also bana. No. So the huge chiddush that is telling you that it's muter bana, It's an exception. So that's why we Rabbi interpreted it it's coming to tell you it's muter banah even lahed. Rebbe Yekiva. The starting point is the opposite. We don't hold Rebbe Volz rule. It's not a novelty that it's muter banah. The novelty is that it's not tame if it's from a dead body, if it's from a dead carcass of an animal. So that's a bigger. Today. Even in the base of Mikdash, there's no iser of tuma. It did. We just, I didn't quote it, but it says there. That's the beginning of the pasuk. Okay. All right. So yeah, the Gemara, the Gemara could have quoted that for you. Says the Gemara. No, it's not necessarily true. And this goes back to what we learned yesterday. It says, Everybody agrees to Rabbi Vo's rule. The Pasha's was that Nevela should be of in benefit. But the question was, Remember, what was the first exception that we saw to Rabbi Vo's rule? The number one exception. Nevela. Remember Nevela? The Torah said, don't eat it. But it said, you sell it to the guy or you give it as a gift. So what's happening is, this. when the Torah was martir, the carcass, it was martir, all the parts of the carcass. I'm sorry, it says only the actual meat, but the fats aren't called meat. Fat is a different word. The Torah is martir, whatever the isr, nivella. When you eat the fat of a, of, a, of a dead carcass, you're not eating the navela. The nevela is the meat. The fat, those forbidden fats, those are in regular meat. So I, you don't see the heter, the exception of nevela going on the fats as well. The same way we, he would say it doesn't go on the get on us Remember we spoke about that yesterday? So too today with the forbidden fats. That's not meat of the nevela. So you don't yet know that it's an exception to the rule. So vechia sekral, the heter anahu da That's why then that now since I have Rabbi Vo's rule kicking in, the Torah says don't eat fat, I would expect it to be asa rahana. So Yasa lechom alach is coming to say, no, it's savar, Yes, you're right. that the was the meat of the novella, the fat is called part of the meat according to Rabbi vo, the fat and the gidonah are part of the meat of the navela so when the torah said sell it to a guy it was saying even the fat could be sold to a guy even fat is not asher so the Torah already indicated that fat was an exception. So now, what is the Torah saying? So the pasuk is just coming to tell me that it's not a problem of. Okay? So they're very good. So it's coming out. Everybody agrees you a Bible's rule. The question is simply whether or not Chilev was already shown to me that's an exception. And the root of that question is was it Bechlal, the Isr Neveilah? Hashem already told us that the Isr that you could have an offer. If Chilev is part of the Neveilah so then Hashem already showed me that it's an exception to the rule so I don't need the Pasuk here to do that further. The Gemara. What are we saying here? But Rabbi that the chilev is not part of the nevela That's why Hashem was of the chilev. The Torah wrote it. What would Rabbi Yosef say about gid han asher? Yesterday, what did we learn about gid asher, That is Machlekes Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda, because we said that if Een begidim beno St. Tom then it's not part of the isher nevela Rabbi Shimon held. What did he hold? It's asher b'hanah. So, we're kind of looking, it's looking like Rabbi Yosef is going to go down the same path. Because he said, you don't know Chelev is part of the, the, the Hetar Anah of of Nevelah. We needed a new Pasuk by Chelev to indicate that it was Mutter. Do we have a Pasuk by Gidan that indicates that it's Mutter Bahana? We don't. So, what would Rabbi Yossi say about Gidan So the Gemara says, Iba, says Hachanami One answer is, and it's not really such a good Kasher. Yeah, maybe it's Asher. Because we learned yesterday in so Abrisa, Shimin holds that it's Asher. It's not exactly a strange phenomenon. We know of Tanah ma- Ruled. The Torah was never matter. The Torah says, "Don't." We have a bavo's rule. Could be it's Osir. We don't have any problem with that. The Torah went out of its way to say, Maybe it's Hanashen no. the says, "No." I still have a kavachomer. We could have a kavachomer in our back pocket to be matter. It's not stam that it's aser. The Torah says a very very severe punishment for eating chilav. You get karis Nonetheless, muter b'hanaah. It's only osr gid. It's not osr b'hanaah. So gid katanosha she'ena onish kares. It's not an iser of kares. It's just namalav lo It shouldn't make sense that a forbidden food that's osr belav should have an iser hanaah, when a forbidden food that has kares does not have an iser hanaah. So even though the Torah didn't tell me that katanosha is muter b'hanaah, I make a kal from chayil to say that it is. Fascinating Svar. And he, obviously, Rab Shimon yesterday he said, Giran Asher's is also." did not hold like that. He didn't hold like this Ka'bah But the Gemara is saying, we say, it's not mukach that from the fact that we need the Pasa Ba'achilah to be that Giran is in fact Asr. It could be that he would use a Ka'bah to say, Giran is also Matabah Na. Now the Gemara goes back to Reb Shimon. Why didn't Reb Shimon hold to this? Reb Shimon yesterday said you get an Assam. No, what about this Kavachomer? Reb Shimon to Asar, Ikalam Malachiv she can Hotamikala Isokhaya. is a shacha It's a weak Iser. Why? I it's Asar B'Karis. Whoa, it's a very severe one. It's Hutomiklalo. What does Hutomikala mean? There's just random exceptions within the limitation of its scope. Its, its scope is extremely limited. Why? Because it's not usher in a wild beast. The Torah only ushered chilev in a domestic animal, not in wild animals. So, Gidon Nasha has a greater scope for its esser. applies to wild animals as well as domestic animals. So, who said you have your kal and your chamer right? You're assuming chilev is a chamer because it has kareis and the Gidon is a kal. It's only a lav. I'll say just the opposite. I'm talking about animals. In animals, the chomer is clearly, is, 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 is clearly Chelef. In animals, it's a Kalvachomer. Okay? Interesting question. Because when you're talking about animals, so you can bury your, you know, your head in the sand and say, by animals, the chomer is the Chelef, and the Kal is the Gera'an Asha. In a khanami, if I think beyond that, about the fullest extent of the law, you'll see that there is a kulan Chelef that that Asha does not have. But in the the chomer is... Uh, So now the Gemara has a question that I'm sure is on the forefront of our minds. Says the Gemara, Mirti, cried, We asked all these questions, Shaninu, we answer them all up. So, where is there actually a dispute? Everything is an exception, or this, or that. So, where, what exactly is the dispute of and Rebbe So, the Gemara is very stubborn, but that's back to the first thing that we started with. What do you mean? According to the what is the source? That it's also According to Rabbo, it's the rule. And according to Chiskiyah, it's the drasha. of Lo Or, Sharon is when we say, because remember, we learned there's one Tana who argues. Or, is it because it said, don't eat, or is it because it said, lo ye." has <laughs> <laughs> those two things. And and are only because of the of ye Rabobo, He learns from nevela. Meaning he learns from nevela the general rule that if it said lo yochal, it means isar ha'na. But the Gemara is not satisfied with that. Because that's just, uh, they're arguing about the source. But in law and practicality there's no dispute. <laughs> it emerges that according to both they're arsur ma'na. My What is practically the difference between Chizkiah and Rebbe Vo says the Gemara and this throws us back into the Cheshwin that we learned yesterday. I'm just going to do the background so that we can read the Gemara easily. The Gemara was Rebbe Vo's source for his rule. It said by Nevei Law that you give it to the god or sell it uh, you, you sell it to a guy, or give it to a Ger. From the fact that the Torah said don't eat and then it had to say that you could have Hanah if that deen teaches us that what that, that, that Stam, don't eat, implies even an Israel benefit. The Gemara said that's only good like Reb Meir. According to Rabbi Yehuda, it's not true because Rabbi Yehuda held that the Torah is saying B'davka, sell it to a guy and give it to a gift to a guy. You can't switch that. You can't, give it, can't gift it to a guy, for example. So according to Rabbi Vol, Rabbi Vol, according, according to Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda doesn't have a source. I mean, maybe the reason the Torah was saying it is not to indicate that there's a general rule that isur Achila, Yisuri Achila mash from The Torah wrote it to tell me specifically this is the only way I'm allowed to do it. Maybe that's why the Torah said so what did the Gemara say to that? The Gemara conceded that fact, and the Gemara said that according to Rebbe there's no source from Nevela. According to Rebbe the source for Abba rule is from the Trefa. The Torah said... Don't eat it and, and, and sell it and, and throw it to the to the dog. oso, and we darshan oso oh, you can throw to the dog. But a different iser of, of, of achila. What's the law? You cannot throw to the dog. That was the drasha what we saw Rabbi did. The Gemara made a comeback and said, "What's Rameer going to do with oso?" Rameer knows it already from the Vela. The Gemara said it's coming to tell you that chulin ba'azara is chulin ba'azara. The Torah didn't say ever losochlu, so it doesn't have the regular rule of Rav So we needed oso. So, to say that Chuan Ba'azara is Asr Bahana. The Gemara came back and said, How's Rabbi Huda going to know that? What does the Gemara say? Rabbi Huda doesn't have a source that Chuan Sheshu is Dar it won't be aser b'hana medaraisa. So now that we want to know what's the practical difference between Chizki and Rabbi Yehuda, the difference will be what Rabbi Yehuda holds about chulin shmuzu b'azar. Chizkiyah Sava lo yachel mutehani lo yachel came to tell me chametz befasachas aser b'hana or that char and his clothes aser Also, the, the, the also by, by, by trade law, we don't need for any drasha according to Chizkiya because any place where it's aser b'hana, the Torah says ye achel. There's now no general rules of lo yochel mashm. So what do we do with the oso, oso? So it comes to say that even according to Rabbi Yudah, that that's also Mahana. However, Rabbi Vohu needed the Oso for his rule that, according to Rabbi Yudah, Oso is the source in the Torah that Stam isra'chilos mashman israana. So, what did we come out yesterday that Chulnushul b'azara, lav According to Rabbi Yehuda, Chulnushul b'azara, is not an isra' So, ultimately, you know what they're arguing about? They're arguing what Rabbi Yehuda would say about Chulnushul b'azara. The fear, Rabbi Vohu, Rabbi Yehuda would say Chulnushul b'azara is not an isra' to have benefit, whereas according to Chizkiyah, there's no such law. The Oso that's also, even according to Rabbi Yudah, could be teaching me that That is the only dispute between Chizkiah and Rabbah. Says the Gmail Rabban Kabi Rahmabhani, there was one rabbi who was sitting in front of Mashmo'ban Akhani comes to Rashb and Levi, he was saying over the name of Reshrub Levi. Mean nine the Khala Sharp Tara Surin Bakhami Hisurama. How do I know that there are a Yisurin in the Torah when the Torah askers them to eat that they're Usar in benefit as well? Uh my niu, and what are the only ones that actually come out that way? Khamet Papasach Vashar Haniskal. What is the source in the Torah that Khamet Papasakh and Shah Niskal are Usir in benefit as well? Says the Gemara, what kind of question is that? Minayan, we just spent two dapim explaining Chizkiah's yu and Rebbe Boazvu. Tebeg leh mi lo lo from yeiachel, from Chizkiah's from, from, from Joshua, it said Yeachel. So the Gemara says, no, he doesn't like that whole grammar. Lo he didn't hold of it. Even if it says Yeachel, it was mashma to this Talmud that it's only an Isra to eat, not an Isra to have benefit. So the Gemara says, well, what about typically Minavela? Remember, Nevela shows us that the Stam, Iser, to eat includes benefit. We hold like Rabbi Yehuda that it's not a proof. Maybe the Torah is coming to say, that you can't gift it to a guy or sell it to a guy. So there's no proof. From Nevela, that when the Torah says don't eat, it includes Isra'ana. It says, So fine, is not a source, but Lana, we learn it from the other place that we said Rebbe Huda would learn it for, from Trefa, where it said, Right? That, that's what we came out, that according to Rabbi Vo and Rebbe Huda, the source is going to be from Oso by Trefa. So the Gemara explains, and this is just the opposite way of starting. What's the chicken and the egg? He had a makar. He had a premise that also was used already. This Talmud knew that chulish is also daraisa to have benefit. How that do you know? tarot doesn't even say le'yochel. It doesn't say anything. How do you know the tarot is? Because also by treifa says chulish is also daraisa. So now, what I want to know the general starting point. If I want to know how Khamis Papasak is also by or I want to know how Sharanisko is also by I don't have a source. So, I don't have a source. So, until now, what would have been saying, we've been saying that, according to Rabbi Da'alli with Rabbi Vol, we use the Oso by Treyfot to say, in general, Isra Achilas Mashma Isra anah. and we came out in the Chanami, Chun Hazara is not an Isra Daraisa. This Talmud started with the premise as Chun Shushkub Hazara is an Isra Daraisa, obviously expounding it from Oso. So, now he wants to know where Rabbi Vol's rule is not there. He doesn't have Rabbi Vol's rule. He didn't darshin loye like cheskia, so he has no source that Chamis Papasach's Aser Bana, or that or that uh Shah Nis So let's just do one more one more line here and we'll finish up for the day. So we need another source, so the Mar says, we learn it, When any, any carbon which the blood was brought into the Kodesh, it shouldn't be brought, meaning most khatas, you, you, you throw the blood on the, on the Azar, and the outer Mizbech. If you bring the blood inside the Kodesh, the halacha is the carbon becomes invalid. I already know that it's Osir. The Torah doesn't have to say you burn it. Why do I know? Hold on in one second. Why does it have to say you burn it? If it wasn't necessary for the khidish itself, I knew it was also to burn. I knew it was also to have benefit. Because the Torah already said in Parsha Shmini, when, when Moshe and Aaron were disputing, we had a dispute about the khatas of Rosh Chodesh that was burned and not eaten, Moshe said to Aaron, is the reason why you burned it, is the reason why you burned it because you, you brought the blood inside? So I already know from the discussion, the diagram in Parsha Shmini, that blood from a khatas, if it goes inside, that the carbon must be destroyed. So why does the Torah have to tell me here that I have to burn for a whose blood came inside. So if it's not necessary for itself, to nayu the it comes to tell me that every iser in the Torah must be destroyed. If there's an iser Hashem said, then it has to be burned as well. in Lahilah top of obviously it's not telling me it's Asir because it, the Torah says what's also to eat. Nayu inyun lesser, no, it's coming to tell me that something that's also to eat is generally also Bahana. Imakan Torah callshabbat. Maybe the same way, not only is also to have benefit, you have to burn it. Maybe every iser in the Torah has to be burned only by Kodesh is there a din of burning but things that aren't kachim there's no din of burning so bottom line is what are we answering we're answering that there's a random other source that the source is that the Torah unnecessarily says that a has to be burned the Torah already taught me that so it says it in an extra time that extra time we have a drasha if it's not necessary for itself we apply it elsewhere in the Torah wherever I have something that's aser it has to become burned not that practically I have to burn it, but Kodesh B'Yishisarif, but that it's Asr behana. So it's a random other source that we have that is Surya Chilo Asr and that is the source for Chames B'Pasach and shar HaNesko.